Pod from a Chair. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pod from a Chair. I am Steve Ginsburg, also known as The Chair, and with me is Holly Van Buren, executive editor of the blog Notes from a Chair, from which this pod springs from. Hello, hello, hello. Holly. <laughs> so we're all, we're all excited because ten, to, tonight, today, this afternoon, depending on whenever you're listening to this, we are talking about the Oscars. Woo! Because, woo! Because it. why not? You know, why not just be the 9 million and 24th people to talk about the Oscars, but. I think, so I think award season is exactly what we need right now. I think it is too. We've never needed it more outside, <laughs> inside, 27 locations, like they have planned, <laughs> whatever they're doing. I mean, for those people who don't know uh, or don't live in Los Angeles, they're having a lot of the Oscars at Union Station. Yes, the train station. That's wild. Which, which, it's that, wild. which actually is a very cool idea for those who have not been to LA or don't, or have been to LA and don't know Union Station. It's be, it's actually beautiful, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then also I think they're having some of it at the the Dolby Theater. Dolby yeah, Theater. I'm wondering if that's performances or you know some something specific for that stage. Who knows? Yeah. They're splitting. They're going to put all the glamorous people at Union Station, yeah. maybe, and put all the all the below the line people get to go to yeah, the less glamorous true. theater. Who knows? I was, maybe. I was reading. I was reading that they're having the the. They actually are going to have the people who were nominated and their uh, significant other in the you know there. Those well, those who were can be there. I think yeah. people who are not in the who are not in the United States are not going to be there. And maybe people who are not on the East Coast are not going to be I don't know. There's a lot of, there's, there's all, as we're soon to find, there are a lot of Brits nominated this year. There are. Are they going to, are they going to make it to LA on some private planes? I don't know. With social distancing? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. We'll see. Do you think that the reason the award show ratings, like of the Grammys and the, um, the Golden Globes are, are down is because it's not, it's live, but there's something about the idea that you want to see everybody together in this enclosed space. And yeah. I, I don't know why that is, but yeah. that, that people are not watching, or is it just that it's like awards fatigue, do you think? It could be a combination of both. I certainly think that was the case with the Golden Globes, which is always supposed to be like the fun party. Yeah. And it's like, oh, let's have a fun party without the party. It's like, I'm not really interested. I love Tina Fey. I love Amy Poehler, but it, that wasn't like enough. You know, it was like yeah. you lost all the sort of interest of it, which is like celebrities drinking champagne and yeah. and, it, and winking at each other. Like we didn't get any of that. You know? having, been there, having been there a couple of times, I will tell, not because I was nominated, I will tell you, <laughs> Half the people are drunk <laughs> and the tables are so freaking close together. Literally, you know, if you were sitting by Tina Fey, you could, you know, you, she was, she'd be about two inches away, even if you weren't at the 30 Rock table, you know? Right, right. So it, it's a lot of, it's a lot of that. The Oscars are, are kind of different. I think maybe that also that, that there is, um, how important is it? I mean, it's great. It's a great escape, but maybe people are just thinking about other things right now, or maybe, maybe. they want it. 
Or maybe maybe, maybe they haven't been listening to new music or haven't been watching movies and have just been watching reruns of Cheers and The Office on Netflix yeah. for, you know, a year. I don't know. As one side, as I, I read one Snide Academy voter said, I'm not voting this year because I'm not a member of the TV Academy. Oh, meaning, meaning because you're watching it on, you're watching your movies on television, they're not movies. But what I wanted to write was, and I didn't, was, you know, get used to it because yeah. seriously. It's like, okay, Spielberg, <laughs> we hear you. Okay, Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was him, but yes. All right, so let's get to these nominees. Okay, so we're going to start with Best Supporting Actor. So it's Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of the Chicago 7. Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Paul, oh, now I don't know how to pronounce his name. Paul Rassi uh, for Sound of Metal. I would say Rassi, sure. Yeah, and Lakeith uh, Stanfield for Judith and the Black, uh, Judith, Judas, sorry. (laughs) Judith. That's oh, funny. That no, would be funny. Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes. Uh, so what's interesting, what, what seems like it's, it has been interesting, people have been talking about this category, is that actually Lakeith uh, Stanfield was being touted as best actor by yes. this, the studio, and he was put in this category. And having seen the movie, which it's a really good movie. It's a really interesting movie. It's a story that I didn't know much about um, uh, other than in a very periphery way, peripheral way, uh, they're sort of equal. So it's almost, yes. I, get why, I get why they're both best supporting actor, even though, yeah, he plays the, Lakeith Stanfield plays the, technically the protagonist here. Yeah. yeah, but I almost questioned Daniel Kaluuya being included in supporting because to me he felt like a lead actor but maybe they felt like they had a better chance at supporting actor I mean in terms of you know how it was being promoted I certainly the Keith Stanfield was being promoted as lead actor so it's just interesting to see him in this category yeah and it's all yeah because Daniel Kaluuya has the I don't want to say the meteor oh yeah no he does though it's the great he's just so he's really great in the movie um so I you know, it sort of reminds me of, of in a totally different way with ordinary people. I'm dating myself back to 1980 with Timothy Hutton, who was the entire, you know, yes. character in the movie was supporting actor because he was younger. And they just, if you're younger for some reason at that time, they put you in the supporting category. Do you think it negatively affects Daniel Kaluuya's chance of winning? though, to have Lakeith Stanfield also in the category. A to, little bit. Are they going to absorb each other's votes? Because to me, Daniel Kaluuya was the front runner. Yeah. I don't know. Just because of how how incredible his performance is, do you think that this negatively impacts his chances? I think that the common wisdom would be yes. However, I think he's going to win in the category because it was just such a great performance. You know, I would say, you know, next to him would be Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, uh, same. Because I don't know that I that he's going to win for Borat, although I anything is possible, he could. Uh, and he was so great in the movie. But I think, I don't know, I think Daniel Kaluuya is going to win in that category. They're, they, By the way, it's one of those, um, cat, it, it's one of those years where everybody in that category yes. was terrific. And, and if you couldn't argue with any of them win, winning right right and and that sort of isn't it interesting it sort of speaks to 
uh, the meteor supporting roles that are out there, right? The yeah. ensemble films that we're seeing emerge. Yeah. And so like, every, especially with Sasha Baron Cohen in Trial of Chicago 7, I mean, that's really a truly ensemble piece. Yeah. And I mean, he kind of stands out to you because as Abby Hoffman, you know, he's the flashier, as you're saying, like a flashier role, he absorbs a little bit more of the, the yeah. spotlight. But I mean, truly, I mean, like what you're saying, absolutely all good. All but good. also great in that movie was Frank Langella, who played yes. the, the, the horrible judge. And it's a very different performance, but really incredible. You know, yeah. it's just that it go. you know, these categories tend to go for the showier. Yeah. So that's just the way it is. That's yeah. the way it is. All right. Well, that leads us into best actress in a supporting role. And the nominees are we have Maria Bakalova from Borat. I'm not giving the whole Borat title. Don't do the thing like Nick I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Priyanka ing this. I cannot, yeah, I cannot Priyanka. with that whole she title. Each time she read the whole thing. <laughs> okay. So Maria Bakalova from Borat, Glenn Close from Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman from The Father, Amanda Seyfried from Mank, and Yu Jung Yoon from Minari. Thoughts on this one? Well, the, the, I was thinking about this. The comment I wanted to make is it would be just Glenn Close's luck after being nominated eight times to actually win and done and not get to be there, you know? That is true. That is a cruel irony. <laughs> uh, I think she'll be there. I, I think she'll be there. And the other thing is, it, you know, for her and Olivia Coleman, who, you know, uh, what was it last year, a couple of years ago, who won for, um, when everybody thought Glenn Close was going to win for the wife and Olivia right. Coleman won uh, for uh, the favorite. The favorite, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I, I think this is an interesting category. I mean, I, I thought they were all great. I thought I actually thought Amanda Seyfried, um, yes, was really was great. It's very hard to play someone like Marion Davies and be at all unusual or convincing or do yeah. something that we haven't seen before. I have a feeling that the grandma from Minari is going to win. I don't know why I say that. You know, part of me thinks maybe Glenn Close has a chance of winning, but the movie wasn't very popular, but I don't know. I it would just be, to me, Glenn Close winning for that role would just be so strange, but stranger things have happened. But yeah. I agree. I think um, I think Minari, which got a ton of nominations, um, I don't know that it's going to win many, uh, but right. this is the one I think it has the, the best chance at because her performance is just fantastic in the film and honestly when you look at this list each one of these women is incredible in the film that they're in um yeah. in their own way um there's no weak person in this mix but uh, i it's tough i would have if you would have asked me in november after i saw mank i would have said amanda seyfried all the way that is like such an oscar performance um but i don't know i don't know if the shelf life of that movie if it lasted on and it stayed in people's minds long enough i mean long enough for her to get a nomination which is nice but I don't know. Well, what do you think? It's interesting with Mank because when I saw that Mank was by far leading the nominations, I think it's going to be one of those years, and this happens every couple of years, where the movie that gets the most nominations literally gets shut out or yep. wins one. So let's get to our next category. Uh, would you like to read the next one? Best Adapted okay, Screenplay? Best Adapted Screenplay. Okay. Uh, Borat uh, movie film. 
Uh, screen, should I read the, who? I, should I read the uh, the writers on the if, many? If, if yes. you'd like, or we could just say there are nine credited writers. Screenplay by Sasha Baron Cohen, Anthony Hines, Dan Swimer, uh, Peter Banyam. I should have looked at this. <laughs> Rivanoha, uh, Dan Mazur, Jenna Friedman, Lee Kern, and story by four of them. Uh, the Father, Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller, Nomadland, Chloe Zhao, uh, One Night in Miami, Ken Powers, The White Tiger, Ramin Barani. All right. So, so the, the, the deal with this category is a lot of people were upset Ma Rainey was left out because, uh, uh, but, the, but, the, but what people are saying is, well, it was just a film play and they didn't really do anything. That's not quite true. But I, I, think, I think it's gonna be Chloe Zhao, you know? I have to admit, I have not seen The Father. I'm dying to see it, but it's not available streaming. And it's one of those weird movies where if you're in the Writers Guild, you know, they send you a lot of, of stuff, but I don't think this movie was done under a Writers Guild contract, so it's not available. Um, it's well, not I, a, it I looked it up, March 26th is when it will be available yeah. uh, to rent, I guess, or video on demand in some yeah. uh, various mm -hmm. platforms. But My really, personal loved yeah. it. You think awesome. Nomadland, see, that's so interesting to me because I think because of like the sort of documentary feel to Nomadland, when yeah. I saw her name come up for adapted screenplay, I thought to myself, but, huh like wasn't most of it sort of improvisational like am i mistaken was i just so taken in by the film that well, i know, didn't I think of it as being written it felt very sort of uh, I, you know what it is i have the script to it and i i gave i gave it to my students to read i signed it oh, to them cool. to read because i thought just like you i was thinking just like like you did now who knows what version of the script that, that i have right, right but it's very much written Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm wrong. Very much right. now, now, I may have something that's a little bit more of a transcript, even though it's in screenplay form, so who knows? But um, I, I think it's 50-50. It's the thing is, One Night in Miami is based on a... I, I have not, also have not seen White Tiger, which I, which I should have. Um, it could be the father. I'm not sure with this yeah. category. I think that Nomadland just has this... <sighs> As the edge. Yeah, it's got this momentum behind it. But you know, we writers are a strange group and it could go, who knows? They they may just decide to be bizarre and go for Borat, you know, but I, I don't think so. And and uh, Borat is adapted from the previous Borat. Is that well, what we are to think? Ish. It's an existing yeah. I mean it's an <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, these but, write, these writing categories are are quite uh, like murky, and sometimes in these in yeah. these uh, parameters, one might say it's very it, it, it's very subjective. You know, sometimes where you know what do you put into adapted and what do you put into original? But it's tricky. It could be the father. You know, it could be the father. I haven't seen it, so I don't want to say. But it, it could be that being well, that It's gonna be a it's gonna be a hard year for Oscar pools because this is tough. There's no, yeah. there's no guarantees here. Well, it's so different too, because you're not, you know, the, the, there's also not the breadth of seeing movies on a big screen. I mean, a big screen at home, but most people are not seeing these movies on a, on a, a in a movie screen. So right, um, and with an, with an audience. 
where you're yeah. reacting together, you know, there's that you're, you don't have that. So it's, it's, I almost feel like it's like, did you take a break while you were watching it? Did you watch the whole thing in one sitting? Like, are those going to be the things that determine which one you vote for, which one held your attention? Cause you're watching it from home. And what are the effects of it? You know, when I was a, when I was a critic for variety, they were with, especially with comedies, they would, you know, uh, they'd invite you to screening of it, but with comedies, they would really want to have the screening, uh, a public screening and have you attend a public screening because it's the whole thought of, if it's a comedy, you have to be with other people and the laughter is- Of course, blah, blah, of blah. course. I, I don't know, you know, I, I don't totally agree with that. It depends how opinionated you are, but sometimes- well, Cher, you're not, uh, you're not very opinionated, uh, no. what are you talking about? Sometimes it has the opposite <laughs> effect. I, I, I think this is the case with anybody. You're sitting there and everybody's laughing. You're thinking, I don't think this is funny. And you Whereas I, I feel like I've been in the situation more often than not where I'm the only person laughing and I'm worried, are, are these people watching the same film I'm watching? I, I mean, I, I remember seeing Bridesmaids um, in the theater on opening night uh, and I'm sitting next to my husband and I am like laughing so hard, I'm crying and it's almost silent in my row and I'm thinking, where, what's wrong with me? <laughs> what did I do? I'm like, am I just in a good mood? But then meanwhile, people, oh, it was hilarious. You weren't laughing. Just me, I, just me. I gotta, I gotta tell you, uh, I'm gonna drop a name here. This is that big of a name. So oh, I love it. I was a critic at Variety, Robert Osborne, um, the late Robert Osborne, who was this wonderful guy. Mr. Legend, T legend. Before love TCM, him. Was, a, uh, was a movie reviewer, critic for The Hollywood Reporter. And one morning, we both, this is in the early 80s, uh, we were the only ones there at a screening room. We had to watch this movie called Neighbors, this John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd movie. We, I don't know what it was, maybe it was because it was early in the morning. We were both hysterical. No, I mean hysterical to the point where I was out of my seat on the floor laughing so hard. Oh, I was, love this story. I as love he this was. Story. And, and we both thought, this is the, oh my God. And it, because it's a real black comedy. And it, the movie came out and we were the only two people that gave it even a decent review. No one thought it was funny. No one thought it was anything, you know? What was, so, what was in the air that day that you were both were sitting in that theater? You just needed to, you needed it. I guess, and I've never, I have not watched it since because I'm afraid to. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that image of just two people in the theater just cracking up. That's hysterical. great. Like, like real, I'm not exaggerating this one bit, you know, uh, he, uh, he's just out of control, hysterical. Life. I miss, I miss that so much. I miss yeah. That. yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the real juicy one. I'll let yeah. you read the nominees for best original screenplay. Uh, Judas, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, screenplay by Will Benson. Uh, Shaka King, story by Will Benson, Shaka King, Kenny Lucas, Keith Lucas. Minari, Lee Isaac Chung, uh, Promising Young Woman, Emerald Fennell, Sound of Metal, uh, screenplay by Darius Martyr, Abraham Martyr story by Darius Martyr. Uh, oh, I didn't know Derek Sean Francis uh, did uh, the story. That's interesting. And Charlie the Chicago Seven, Aaron Sorkin. Okay, well, well I know you have opinions on this one. I have opinions on you this. You have opinions. Okay. If Aaron Sorkin, doesn't take this over Emerald Fennell. I am starting a Me Too for Men. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? Okay. Uh, 
Young woman is, is very me too. Yes, Aaron, of course, of course. Try to write that. Try to write Trial of the Chicago Seven and make it interesting. Anybody. Um, there's right. not a plan to any of the other scripts, which are all good in their own way, but that is a Herculean feat. Agreed. You know, uh, that very few people could do. Um, I, I, you know, here's the deal. There's a, there's a movie I liked very much this year uh, called The 40 Year Old Version by, uh, you know, uh, Rada Blank. Yes. Rada yes. Blank. It was so interesting and bold, and she starred in it. And and I and you know I thought it was a really really interesting. You know the thing about Promising Young Woman, a lot of my uh, a lot of people I know really like the movie. I I admire what she was trying to do in the movie. It's it, I just didn't think the movie worked for me the way it did for a lot of people. Uh, you know I I felt like you know there were more holes in it than in a bagel factory, but okay, that's just me. Oh, and I thought you'd go with, I thought, I, I thought you'd go donut, but donut, bagel, ballpark. <laughs> you know, and I, you know what, I, I almost regret saying that because it seems like it's so um, uh, male uh, dismissive and I'm not because I love what the movie was about. I just, you know, when there's, when the, there's things I just couldn't go with in, yeah. in the movie that I, that I, um, and not, and I don't think it was guy stuff. It was just like yeah. writer writer stuff. So. Well, and and the Chicago the uh, the trial of the Chicago Seven is so tightly written. It yeah. is so tightly written, right? Yeah. Whereas, like you know, okay, maybe Promising Woman has a lot of holes in the story, but like it's not nearly as polished as the as the Aaron Sorkin script. And we're talking about best original screenplay. Right. Now, do you think that there's an argument here that it's original, but it's based on real events? with Sorkin, so does that that hurt its chances or what do you think? I don't think it hurts its chances. It is so original how yes. he did it. I mean, there's there's core transcripts, but I mean, of course there are. But you know, if you've ever been, you know, when I was a reporter, sometimes I'd have to, re uh, I'd have to cover even a variety, I'd have to cover, you know, uh, trials and things like that. If you've ever poured through transcripts of trials, Boring, boring. Yeah, it, it's dreams <laughs> of stuff. To make that stuff dramatic, oh my God. Yeah. We can choose and to not essentially really change anything at yeah. all of what, of the outcome, very, so, yeah. just so difficult. Um, the big thing that's not in this category is Mank. Yes. Which people have, have, have complained about. Um, I I'm not sure. Shocked. I was shocked. I was shocked not to see Mank up there. Yeah. Given the well, story about Fincher, David Fincher and his father and the yeah. whole the whole sort of decades long quest to make this film, I thought the story alone would get it a nomination, but I I, I did too, you know, because his father wrote the screenplay so many decades ago, basically on spec, and he's yep. a passion project of his. But you know, then you have to think, okay, Judith's in the black. Messiah was really interesting, takes this part of history that we yep. should know about that we don't. Minari, great memory piece. And Sound of Metal, which I was, which I think is a wonderful movie. Anybody who hasn't seen it, I highly recommend. Highly original. Yeah, yeah. We've really never seen this, you know, this, the idea of somebody losing their hearing and how they played with not only sound and lack of sound, but just the character and, uh, I, I don't know which one of those I would take out. So agreed. 
Yeah. Agreed. Well, I, I think it's Aaron Sorkin. And do you think we're going to get to this in our in our second half here? But his lack of a director nomination does that seal his fate to win an Oscar for screenplay because he was snubbed a director nomination? That helps a lot. Mm-hmm. It helps a lot. That's why I say you know with the Oscars is there's so many other factors and that's a factor. You know, yep. not that if he was nominated. Frankly, if he was nominated for director, I I don't know that he would. Maybe it doesn't help at all because I remember Sofia Coppola winning for Lost in Translation and she was nominated for director and people, you know, it's awful that people will see the the writing nomination as a consolation prize. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> but it's true. And people it think that. You need to know about Hollywood, right? There about the power go. of writers in Hollywood when it's the winning an Oscar when you can't, yeah. you know, in commercial Hollywood, you can't get a higher creative award, I suppose, no. if you can the Oscars seriously, which a lot of people don't. But any, a lot of, any Oscar is an Oscar, baby. That's you know all what? that matters. Any all Oscar is an Oscar, baby. All these people who say they don't care, get Dang. back to me after you've won. Please. So, you know, really? Yeah, come on. Yes, we'll uh, see. It's not I, the be all and end all, end all, but it is, you know, a cool thing. It isn't? I thought that it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's the perfect place to leave off in our next uh, episode we'll get into actor actress director and of course best picture thank you everybody see you soon